Hey everyone, welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, how you doing, sir? Doing well, Mike. I Have you ever heard of a program called Voice Meter? Uh, no, no, no. Maybe you should you should learn. Well, I guess you don't need to. You have a mixing board. But what it is, it's like a virtual mixing board for your computer. Mm-hmm. And I've had it installed on my computer now for like three or four weeks because I wanted to be able to like tweak my equalizer settings and whatever. And right. You think I've gotten around to doing any of that stuff, Mike? I have not. No, I, I have see. not yet. So I, I'm going to keep sounding horrendous, you know, until then. Well, that's a good thing that I do like audio edits on the back end to make you sound as good as possible. Make it sound yeah. like we're we're good here. I here I thought you were like, hey, you heard of this. You should hear about it, Mike. You know, <laughs> it, one of those kind of things. <laughs> that's right. You really got to deepen that voice a little bit, you know. Yeah. Put crank that bass all the way to the max. Yeah. Figure your shit out, guy who went to radio school. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know, you went to radio school, but not podcast school. It's very distinct. You know, it's it's true. Clear, it's it's clear separation between the two. Very different skill set. Very different skill set. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. But you're good. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, been doing well, doing well, still at work and, you know, doing all that type of crap. Parenting of, of two kids. It's a it's challenge, Mike, but uh, making it work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, so I guess I'll just kind of lead right into the stories and stuff. Yeah, but, go for uh, it. Go for it. Yeah, Ben is a week into his new daycare. Daycare now. Mm-hmm. Now he might be only going two days a week. But uh, man, what a difference! It's a like an institutional daycare, I guess. I guess sort of similar to what William goes to, where it's not like a house; it's like a school or whatever. Yep. With teachers and, and such. Yeah, with teachers and classes and all this type of crap. And it comes, I don't know if yours does, I'm assuming it does, but it comes with like an app. They have like a supported app where they provide updates and stuff throughout the day and what they ate. And you Is know, it called Fridge? Uh, no, ours is called, oh crap, what the hell is it called? We something? Okay, because I've heard, uh, we, the one I think that we're talking about is Fridge. I think it's called Fridge. Like, you know, you put shit on the fridge. I think that's why <laughs> I it's called say, that. Where, where is the name coming from? Yeah, yeah. That? You know, you post your pictures on the fridge, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. Ours, I just looked it up. Ours is called Wee Markable. Mine might be Wee Markable, too. And I'm just all completely off base. Yeah, I, yeah. You never know. You never I know. I don't know. I, I think this one is ours is like a YMCA sort of run program. So I think it's like their app. But I suspect it's all the same. But for me, it's different because I never used to get any updates. Our old daycare, she would just text Tiff, you know, every day and say, this is kind of roughly what happened and stuff. Whereas I kind of got, you know, third partied and everything like that. But now I get to see all the latest and greatest and all the pictures and, you know, all the things that they do and don't do and whatever. And so it's just a different perspective for me, which I enjoy. But uh, I think Ben's doing well. The drop offs seem to be a little bit more challenging than before. You know, at the old place, he would basically run in and give you the finger on the way in. And, you know, (laughs) that that would be it. You know, he'd he'd be gone. I'm here now. Right. But uh, no, now he's a little bit more shy and a little bit less excited to go. I'm assuming that in a couple of weeks, he'll kind of get over himself and, and, you know, kind of go to normal, like the classic Ben that we're used to. But I mean, it is a little bit more intimidating, I think. Like, I'm sure yours is the same. Like they come out in sort of a full like nurse's smock. You know, with the face shield and the goggles and the mask and everything. And it's like, this is, I could see being terrified of this if you were, you know, two yeah. and a half years old, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but so far it's been pretty good. And 
He's been entertaining us, Mike. We got him a cereal dispenser. Oh, you know, interesting. Yeah, like I, I don't know how how well traveled you are, but like I, at a hotel, oftentimes they have the cereal in the in the little drop down things. You get a little twist at the bottom, and the cereal comes out, and whatever. It's basically that. And then, so he loves putting his cereal in there every morning. And then the other day he comes and he's like, Daddy, look what I did. And he's got his shoe and he filled his shoe with some cereal. Oh, nice. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't want to do that. That's not great. The, the power, the power to do it all himself is is a power that will be abused. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a learning opportunity, right? But it was like, I would not have personally put cereal in my shoe, but I can understand why you thought it was this wonderful idea. But I guess, you know, call it backfire or whatever. But so far, it's been it's been good. Mike, I was kind of proud of myself the other day. So we we bought a new couch, I don't know, two years ago now for our basement and it had like USB plugs in it. So that sounds like a fancy couch. Yeah, I guess that's all the rage now is a couch that can plug in, you know, that kind of thing. But I've had my, you know, and this was kind of inspired by you a little bit, Mike. I've had my SNES Classic collecting dust now for a year. And I kind of looked at the couch and looked at the USB plug and I'm like, I think this just uses like five volts, one and a half amp power. I like just like a standard cell phone charger. And I sure enough, it does. And it's like, I could just plug this right into the couch Mm -hmm. (laughs) and leave it permanently set up in the couch. So that's what I did. And then I ran an HDMI cable kind of around the back of the couch and up through it and stuff. And and now my couch plays Super Nintendo games. Nice. (laughs) That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it actually is pretty good. It's like, I'm definitely going to use this a lot more now. And so, I, you know, I fired it up to play a game and Ben wanted to try playing too. So we played some NHL 94 and, you know, you forget how simple the old Super Nintendo games are where it's like, yeah, it's just press the A button for like 90% of it. And that's all, you know, that's all you need to do. And right, right. So we played some NHL 94 together and it was great. I think Ben's like first, like, you know, completely by himself video game. And that was kind of fun. But overall, Mike, I would strongly recommend the SNES couch. You know, maybe you could adapt it for like a PlayStation classic couch, you know. I do have a PlayStation Classic. I just don't have a couch that has USBs in it. That's for sure. Yeah. Wow. Maybe you could, you know, hack it together a little bit. Just slice open one of the pillows that you don't care as much about, you know, (laughs) stuff it in there. Right. And then finally, uh, happy birthday to my mom. She I'm not going to say what her age is because I know ladies don't particularly like that. But we had her birthday party on the weekend and it was good. I, I had a story that I was going to tell that I've long since forgotten, Mike, because I made a note <laughs> to write it down. But uh, it was good. We got all the cousins together. My my sister came down. She was sort of the surprise guest. We haven't seen her in I don't know, half a year at this point, I think. So it was good. It was nice to see all the four boys playing together. And it was a good time. Overall, A plus day, you know? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Did, did daycare teach William how to potty train? Well, actually, that's an interesting story. And oh, oh, oh no, we we've actually put the pause button on potty training as of really. As of, was this your decision to put the pause button, or was this a group consensus decision? There was kind of a group consensus decision. Okay, because I mean, I'm I'm sure you've we, we've talked about it on the show before, and I I'm sure you know as well yourself that when it comes to potty training. You're supposed to not potty train around a big life event. 
you know okay. like say like so for example if you if you potty train and then you move it can set the potty training back so that's kind of why we we waited until after we moved to to start the potty training because we didn't want to set him back before the move so there is another life change coming williams way and we decided to wait until that change has gone through before we start potty training okay and that changes that we are switching daycares oh all right all right yeah and that is not a fun thing that what's going on i feel really bad because i we really like williams daycare like part of the reason that we moved where we moved is so that we were still close to williams daycare right so he wouldn't have to switch daycares and we got a letter from the head of the daycare maybe three weeks after we moved into the house okay that they are selling they're selling oh, the daycare no. yeah like she she's the it's a family run it's a family run daycare and she's she took over from her parents like when when they ran it and her kids don't want to run it or they're too young to run it i'm not sure the reasoning but she's going to retire and not she's not passing it on to the family so they're selling they're selling the daycare right and when they told us that they were like we are hoping to sell to another daycare like that is our intention is to sell to another daycare but we cannot guarantee that at the end of august we will still be a daycare okay so when they told us that laura immediately set out on the hunt for the new daycare just in case and we were talking to a couple places that are actually close by to us, like very close by, like a two minute drive up the street kind of a thing. And one of them got back to us and they came up and they said, hey, we have a spot open for William starting in September. Let us know if you want it. You have two days. And it was like, oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So we have to so very suddenly make this decision. Right. So we we weighed the pros and cons of of staying where we were, and it was it's kind of funny because I was actually very against moving Williams Daycare. Mm -hmm. There there was one thing was we we went to the effort of making sure that we were close by to his daycare, so we didn't have to leave in the first place. There's that whole thing, right? But then there was also I didn't want to be like, oh, okay, you you love it here, bye. You know, we're gonna tear you away from this place that you love and only these people you love because i don't know if you've tried to to like set up any extracurricular activities between your kids and the other kids at daycare but it is like a walled garden man like trying to get a hold of any of the other parents and and set something up at our daycare like when the pandemic started we got a big list of emails and they were like if you guys want to get together on your own here's the information and we reached out to a few families like especially the ones that we know that william really likes like the kids that he really likes we never heard back from any of them so it's like okay well basically what's going to happen is if we leave this daycare that's it he's not going to see any of these kids ever again, you know? And, and they're like all his, like he, he talks about them all the time. So I didn't, I didn't want to take him away from the place that he knew. Cause I, I felt like, especially he's also started potty training there too. So it was kind of like, okay, well he's going to regress if he's, if he actually figures it out. And, and, and it was all these reasons where it was like, I don't want to take him out because I don't, I'm worried about what his reaction will be. And Laura turns to me and she goes, if we don't switch daycares and our current daycare 
because at this point we still haven't heard like we even asked one of the people who work there we're like what's what's going on like are you have you heard anything about a sale or or anything like that and they're like we don't even know i know that two people have come through and toured it but we don't know anything about whether anybody's buying it or anything like that and so laura's like if they close at the end of august it took us three months to get to this point with this daycare from when we first started like talking about this if our daycare closes, that means it'll be another three months before we can get William in somewhere else. Three months where you will be parenting all day and trying to work at the same time. Is that something you want to do? And I was like, let's sign him up for the new daycare. <laughs> <laughs> smart choice, Mike. Yeah, smart yeah, choice. Yeah, so he starts at a new daycare in September. And when we emailed them, because we, we had a tour, a virtual tour, because obviously they weren't going to let us walk around right, in the right. new place. Once we were had that tour as like, okay, this is our guarantee that we're, that we're in, we emailed the other place and we sent them a letter basically saying like, look, like we didn't want to do this. We are going to switch. And it's because it's like, we don't know what's going on. And the fact that they were like, we get it. We understand means that they're probably not close to having a sale or if they are close to having a sale, it's not going to be another daycare Mm because they did not fight to keep him at all. Well, I mean, did you expect them to fight though? I mean, the daycares, I mean, you've said yourself, it's like a three month lead in to get anywhere. You know, there's no shortage of kids in, in the city. I, I don't know, like, because Laura and I were actually talking about this earlier today, because we were there, I, I went with Laura to, to pick him up and to drop him off, and in both cases, there was, like, really nobody there. Like, there were no cars, there were no, barely any kids, like, there were there, there was a class outside playing, and there was, like, three kids outside, and this, we right. went early, like, so normally there should have been a full class, like, we would have been there early. The parking lot was empty, so basically, like, the assumption is, is that there are people who have pulled out their kids and some, in some cases it's because it's the summer and you know, they can pull their kids out because these people might be home to watch them if they were say a teacher or something like that. Right. Right. But there are also assumptions of like, okay, well like, are, are they, are, are there families? Cause we did actually talk to another family who's pulled their kid out as well. And they're leaving at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I, I don't know if, if they're suddenly bleeding people and they're just like, well, I mean, everyone else is leaving. You can go ahead and leave too. Like, we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. Like, I feel really bad. Like, because I, I really liked his daycare. Like, I liked yeah. the pe- like all of the people there were fantastic. And, and like, we'd hear from them and they'd be like, we love William so much. Like, he's such a good kid and, and like, he's so happy here. So, like, it was really like, I don't want to take him from that. You know, like, it was a very good environment. And he knows everybody. So, it was very much like, uh, okay i guess we'll take him out i don't wanna but yeah so i mean at the end of the day there's positives to putting him into the new place the place that he's at now is much closer to home like to our new home Mm -hmm. so if for example laura can't drive out and get him i don't have to take the bus to go get him i can just walk over and get him because it's a lot closer and also because of the proximity to the house, it is also quite likely that kids in his daycare will be kids in his kindergarten as well. So he's these are probably going to be the kids that he sees every day for years versus the kids downtown who 
who knows where they come from? Like it's very likely that he was not going to be in school with any of those kids. No, that that's right. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, there's, there are silver linings to this. And it's actually funny because it's also the same. Funnily enough, when my brother and his wife moved from downtown, they took their kids out of the daycare that William is currently at and they moved him to the daycare he is going to go to. <laughs> you're really so, forging a new path for yourself eh mike <laughs> well it works out because every time we tell we we tell the old like the the place that used to have my nephews there every time we tell them we're related it's like a foot in the door and they're all of a sudden like oh okay you know, everybody's super happy that we're coming right actually it's fun, really funny if you go to the website of the company that built the playground for our new daycare you can see finch running around in the photos because they, they took a bunch of pictures of the kids playing on the actual equipment right, and, and right. he's in it. So it was really funny. So we actually pointed that out to them. And that's how we broke the news that we like. It, it was a lot easier to get in in the first case, like when we got into the, the first daycare, because we were able to be like, hey, you know, we had family come here already. And they were like, oh, great. Like, we know so and so like. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. We, we, we basically when we were looking for the new daycare, there were two that were close by. And one was the one that our, our nephews went to. And then there was this other one. Mm-hmm. And the other one, they got back to us and they're like, you're on a wait list. And we're like, OK, well, this one says we can come to it. And so so it was waitlist versus you're in. So obviously the other one went away. So it didn't it wasn't so much like, hey, we already we already know people who had a good experience here. Knowing people who had a good experience there was very helpful. But it was like, okay, well, you know, this sounds like it's going to be good. It's close by, likely school kids. You know, there's mm-hmm. positives. I still feel terrible. The next month is going to be really awkward every time we go to the the old place. You know, yeah. like because we're done on the 31st. So like if between now and the 31st, every time we're going to be there, it'll be like, hi, have a good day you know like the elephant in the room <laughs> that nobody wants to acknowledge that we're all leaving so fair, fair enough mike fair enough does your uh, does your new one do like before and after care for schools and stuff too yeah it's actually yeah. it's more hours they they start they start uh, i don't actually i don't know if it's before and after care but they, they their pickup is yeah i guess that that's not something that i know the answer to oh, okay but what I, I i do know the answer to what i was trying to say was that they have longer hours than our current daycare. Our, our current daycare starts at 7.30 and goes to 5.30. This one starts at 7 and goes to 6. So that's also an, an additional window to to get him dropped off or picked up if one of us is you know running late kind of a thing too. Yeah. So that's that's another positive with this place too. I was so. going to say, that was, that was one thing we really liked about this new daycare that Ben's going to as well because his old one was basically 8 until 4.30 and the new one is the same as yours, a 7 to 6. And it's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to rush home from yeah, work yeah. if I have a late meeting or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's it's the new daycare that has the app, not the old daycare. So oh, that's okay, okay. so we will be in, being introduced. I actually did a quick Google while you were talking. There is an app that's like the fridge app, and it's a it's a recipe app. So I'm pretty sure that's not the app that we're going to be using. <laughs> <laughs> so probably the same one that you're talking about. Maybe, maybe, but yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. So I, I'm just curious then. So how far along? Like, how was the potty training going? Or did you more or less end it like the Monday? you know, after your, your first weekend, we kept going for like a week. And then we did the last weekend and he like totally regressed. I don't know what happened. I think he felt like it was too much pressure to do things because we hadn't been able to get him to pee on the potty since last Sunday. 
Like oh, so like a whole week kind of yeah, went like through. the whole okay. week he would sit on the potty and he would you know he he'd sit and he'd be like no got you know don't gotta go don't gotta go and then we we'd get him off and then he'd pee his pants yeah, because course, we, yeah. we we switched to we switched to underwear to to see if we could that would help and and it didn't all it all it really led to was me digging turds out of his underpants at, you know the one time and. <laughs> <laughs> fun yeah. but yeah like oh yeah it was a good time and the best part too was he's like i gotta poop and i'm like oh yeah shall we go poop on the potty and he's like okay and we went and we sat and we sat on the potty and he didn't actually poop and then um he was walking in, in circles around me and i took a video of it because it was funny and when i finished the video it starts playing back and william uh, he's a little narcissist loves to watch himself in the videos so he comes running over and i was sitting on the floor cross-legged and he crouches down next to me and he crouches down and then goes <clears throat> and i'm like oh, no. oh there's the poop there's that poop and i look at him i'm like are you pooping he's like yes <laughs> like <laughs> pooping pooping yeah yeah so yeah yeah the poop part is the hard part that's the the tough one i think we got lucky with ben with the pooping because he did it the second day we were doing everything yeah but yeah they say that's the one that they're the most uncomfortable with but we certainly were in a, a point where he would just save it up until nap time because he'd put a diaper on at nap time right and then within five minutes he'd have pooped his diaper and stuff but yeah um, yeah so so when do you guys think you're gonna try again then after after he's in the new place and For it's like, actually like how long like a week into it a month i, into I don't it? i don't know because actually that was that was the the decision because we talked to them like we're like look he, we're in the midst of trying to try potty train him now should we stop and they were like if he shows interest in sitting on the potty let him but like i wouldn't actively attempt to get him to do it right now right because he'll just regress as soon as he gets here so it was funny because we were talking to my brother and his wife and we were like, yeah, so he's going to be potty training at the, at the new place. And they're like, oh, you're in for a treat because they basically just did it for us. <laughs> like, oh, nice. Awesome. Sounds good. So, yeah, so excited for that because they basically showed the they showed us the setup and like they have like three toilets set up next to each other. Mm-hmm. And and she was like, yeah, guaranteed there will be at least two other children who are potty training at the same time as him. And we'll just stick them all on the toilet together. And when one of them does it, the other two will be like, whoa, hold on, what? And then they'll do it too. Like, that's literally what will happen. And like, we'll we'll basically do it for you. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Good job. Mm-hmm. Well, well worth the money, I would say, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, that's that's the that's the big news with, with, uh, with William is that he's switching daycare and i didn't really want to talk about it until we knew what was going on i don't know it's not like it was like a big secret or anything but it was just kind of like i i I don't want to you know hype it up as like oh we're switching daycares and then it's like oh we stayed you know (laughs) so it's right we don't want to lie to our listener no you know yeah no no for sure for sure got to keep uh everything up and running for them i did have something else i was going to say about what william's been up to and i completely forgot what it was I mean, he's been oh, he's been talking about garbage cans all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we to the point, like I, I mentioned last week, he's like his favorite toy is garbage can. He's still like constantly looking around for garbage cans and and blue bins and, and green bins. And like even like his daycare people now are like he talks a lot about green bins and blue bins and garbage cans. And when it's garbage day, he like stares at the window waiting for the garbage trucks to show up. Uh, well, of course, the garbage truck. That's a whole different thing. But uh you, have you gotten him to like help you do the recycling and, and garbage and stuff on garbage day? Sometimes like we'll, we'll 
we'll do the okay we have to take this box or this can out to the bin will you come with you know will you take it for me and he loves it but there's yeah. a lot of stuff that i'm like no you you're, i'm not letting you take this entire blue bin full of cans to the curb <laughs> that's just asking to pick up all of these cans you know right right so. okay yeah i was gonna say yeah but that's a ben and my tuesday morning is he drags out one of the recycle bins and then i do the other ones in the garbage and stuff and and then yeah. we watch all the trucks go by before i have to go to work so yeah give it a shot mike it's good I remember now. I remember the other thing that I was going to say, and it was also daycare related, is that William went to the, he moved up to the intermediate room. So he's in the, like the big kid room now. Right. And this is something that I didn't miss. When he moved up to the new room, he immediately brought some sickness home and got all of us sick. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that, that, that's fun. Laura, Laura got hit by it pretty hard. She's still uh, not quite recovered from it. William bounced back from it pretty quick. Thankfully, it mm-hmm. was over the weekend. So it's not like we had to like to go to daycare and they sent him home and we have to go get another COVID test or right, anything like that. Right. It was, he was fine by the time we went back on, on Monday. And, and now I'm starting to feel the scratch in my throat where it's like, oh, come on, don't do this to me. <laughs> you know, because the worst thing is, is we got tickets to go to the movies on Thursday. And I'm like, I better be better by Thursday. Like, I, I do not want to cancel my movie seats. I want to go to a movie. I haven't been to a movie since 2019. I miss my movies. I yeah. Movies. You'll have to let me know what it's like, man. I, I'm, we have not gone back to the movie theater, and I don't think we'll be going anytime soon. Just because trying to get somebody to watch an infant child is not going to happen, right? Well, we actually got my sister-in-law to watch William. So she's going to be coming over. And if, it's actually really funny because uh, you remember how last week I was mentioning about how I didn't really know what to call Spencer, my sister-in-law's boyfriend, right. because they've been together for like eight or 11 years and, and they're, you know, like still not married and blah, 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 blah. Sure. Yeah. Well, he finally proposed over the over the weekend. Oh, and, wow. Congratulations yeah, so, to them. So, yeah. So they, they got engaged and it was really funny because Laura was like, do I do I say finally or is that too rude? And then her sister was like, finally, right? And then Laura's like, I know. So she's like, <laughs> she said it for me. I don't have to feel bad. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's good. That's exciting. It was really funny, too, because Laura asked her. She's like, I would completely understand because it's your wedding because of course they're already talking about the wedding like they mm-hmm. got they got engaged like two days ago and they were already talking dates and locations etc yes, et of cetera. course yeah so laura's like i would completely understand if you didn't want william to come to the wedding and there was a, a pause and then her sister was like i want him in the pictures but i don't want him at the wedding <laughs> we're like we can make that happen that's completely fair yeah because yeah, that's exactly what we did with with finch because everett wasn't born when laura and i got married we had finch show up for the pictures and then we unloaded him on someone else (laughs) (laughs) i think it was his grandmother on his mother's side because my obviously my parents my brother's parents were at at my wedding so Mm -hmm. they weren't they weren't watching him yeah yeah so they that's that's what we did like exactly the same thing so it was also really funny i i remember because i posted a photo from the wedding of us and and our nephew uh, holding him and somebody else was like because this is also he's very young he was like i'm trying to remember how old he was at the time he's like one or so i posted one of the wedding photos of us with finch and somebody was like i didn't know laura had a baby too and it was like this is not <laughs> this is not our baby it's somebody Whoops. else's baby so yeah so the, inevitably somebody will probably say to my sister-in-law 
when her wedding photos with William show up that, oh, I didn't know you had a, a baby, even though he's like, he'll be like three and a half at that point. You know? Right, right. But yeah. But yeah, exciting, exciting times happening here. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to let you know, because it's the first week of September, at, like the day after Labor Day is when he starts at the new place. So, yeah, well, hopefully it uh, works out well. I'm sure he'll have no problem adapting. It's kind of just like, you know, one school to another school kind of thing, right? Yeah, like he's been very good when it comes to like transitions. Like he didn't have a he had one night where he had problems sleeping in the new house. And it was the first night we moved in. Yeah, because it's it's new. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been fine ever since. And I feel like part of the, the reason that the new house was an easy transition was because everything else in his life continued. You know, like he was still going to daycare at the same place with his friends and everything. So now I'm kind of, that's my worry is this transition will be like, oh, well, all of that other stuff that kept him sane is going to be gone. Like, you know, that kind of, <laughs> that kind of well, thing. Let me assure you, Mike, as somebody who's already switched from one daycare to another, like Ben would never shut up about his three buddies at uh, at the old daycare. And now if you bring up their name, he's like, who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's, okay. He's long since forgotten about those kids and he's moved on to the new kids. now. Okay. So, well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. When they're that age, it's easy to make new friends, right? Right. I mean, too bad for those old kids, but. It's good to hear that he might you know, he might have no issues with new kids. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. I think that's all the major kid stuff that's uh, going on in in my life, and uh, I know that's what's going on with with your family, as as mm-hmm. you mentioned. But there's a lot of major stuff going on in the world, and yeah. there's one thing I didn't think we were going to talk about it, but you're like, this is too big, too big to not talk about it. And you're right, you're right. It it is it is too big to not talk about it. But part of me thought it was too serious. But I mean, it's not like we could ignore it, especially with how much you talk about one of the participants in this this situation. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I had the exact same thought. It's like, man, this is going to be a heavy topic for what what we generally think is a fairly lighthearted podcast. But it's important. I, I think it's a very important discussion to have and very important for people to know that it's all out there. I guess we'll just jump right into it. Activision Blizzard has been having a a, a real hard go of things <laughs> over the last couple of years, I would say. Let's just kind of set the stage, right? Right. They've uh, they've lost a lot of investor loyalty because the the CEO, president, or whatever, Bobby Kotick, 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 Bobby, Kotick. Uh, he's, Kotick he's or something. Does it matter? Managed, Does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, he's managed to pocket about like $150 million in bonuses over the last 10 years, despite firing wave after firing wave and controversy after controversy. Most of Blizzard's games are declining in terms of popularity and player base. Um, They are one of the only developers that saw a massive decrease in player base for a, a persistent MMO game. So in this case, World of Warcraft during the COVID pandemic. Uh, they lost 30% of their players when everyone was locked at home in their houses and unable to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hmm, that's a good win right there. Obviously, we've talked in the past about all their old guard employees quitting and moving on and you know leaving unceremoniously and stuff. And now, Mike, now they are being sued by the state of California after a two-year investigation. A two-year investigation about harassment uh, against female employees 
a lot of stuff regarding female employees in terms of like dragging them down and and not giving them promotions and firing them and general abuse and all this kind of wonderful crap that you just never want to hear about. Yeah, there was some real like I, I suppose we could just do a quick content warning. This is going to get bad. Some of the oh, stuff that we're talking about real bad yeah when i first started reading there was stuff that was like oh yeah there's a lot it's a there's it's a lot of frat boy culture mm-hmm. and you know like they, they called it the the cube crawl which is essentially a pub crawl but from going from cubicle to cubicle and getting drunk and 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 then the stuff like you said that where there were women being passed over for promotions by men who were very clearly not as qualified as the the women that were getting passed over things like that and then it just gets like really dark with a lot of like higher ups and, and uh, unwanted sexual advances and, and propositions. And the, the worst that I can recall from reading, cause I didn't read absolutely everything, but there was an employee who committed suicide after her supervisor came on to her at an event. Yeah. And th- there's more to that one. I, I have a couple of the examples that I think is are worth bringing up. Um, but to jump to that one, that's obviously the big one. She committed suicide during a company trip with said male supervisor. The supervisor was found at the same time to have brought like a bunch of sex toys and stuff around they had also confirmed that said female employee, there was kind of lewd photos of her being passed around by said supervisor as well prior to all this stuff at a holiday party yes, of all yeah. things. This is not, not that it makes it better, but this wasn't like in the shadows, you know, or after hours. Like this was at the holiday party. Yeah. I, I just kind of want to run through a couple of the other things too here, Mike. The senior creative director of World of Warcraft, which is Alex, oh man, I'm not even going to, Alex A., I'm not even going to attempt his last name, was so well known for hitting on females and employees and abusing them and telling them they wanted to marry them and attempting to kissing them and then grabbing them and stuff to the point where other male employees would have to physically remove him from the female employees. And he was so well known that they actually nicknamed his suite at all these things, the Cosby suite after, Oof. you know, yeah, yeah. you know, Bill Cosby's, uh, you know, escapades and stuff over the time. It's kind of, it's just stunning that that was, and it was well known. Like it, that one in particular was extremely well known amongst everybody at the company. Kind of, a, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say these are lesser, but they're obviously still very serious. A lot of female employees were passed up for you know promotions, even though they were doing more work than their male counterparts or had been working there longer than their male counterparts. One of the female employee examples that they provided was there was a female and a male employee who were both kind of the same job, but the female employee ended up doing more work, but the other male employee got promoted. And the reason why is because they couldn't risk promoting her because she might get pregnant and like being a mom too much. And then so she would distract from her work at uh, at the company. And it's just like, God damn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was, like, holy shit. There was stuff about guys who worked there that they would sit around and play video games all day and not actually do any work. They would actually like they would have female subordinates that they would unload their work on and then just go play Call of Duty. Yes. Which is crazy. 
No, and that's right. And it is a gaming company. And you know, playing games during work is not unheard of. But but unloading but, in that kind of way is yeah is ridiculous. But I mean, it, I mean, it's one thing if they were playing the game that they were working on, mm-hmm. but they were playing like a different game. Like like obviously, Activision makes Call of Duty, but like these are people at Blizzard. You know, Blizzard doesn't make Call of Duty. I mean, it'd be one thing if they were like, oh, we're I'm going to play Overwatch on the testing server to make sure that. You know, the new character is working correctly. Like, that's one thing. But yeah. just like, yeah, I'm going to, me and the buddies are going to grab some beers and we're going to go play some 4v4 in, in Black Ops. You know, like, that's not the same, you know, yeah. not at all. Yeah. And then I'm going to say it continues to get worse because then, of course, Activision Blizzard released a statement, which basically, I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to think of a good way to say it. What, what, Mike, <laughs> let's say you were accused, you owned a company and you were accused of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, would you say it would be a good idea for you to say, listen, we we understand all the alleged stuff that's been happening to us. And, you know, this is a reprehensible behavior and it's absolutely will not be tolerated. And we're going to do an internal discussion and, and whatever, like deep dive, fix all of our problems. Right. You would mm-hmm. think that would be the appropriate answer. But instead, they kind of took the opposite approach that said what the state of California is doing is reprehensible and is painting our entire company as, you know, stuff that, you know, as a a company that doesn't exist, like none of this stuff actually exists and it's all made up and you're making us look bad and it's almost slander to a certain extent. Um, And while they, you know, in their release, they do admit that we've had, you know, some bumps in the past. They are all in the past and I'm not going to read the whole the whole letter. You can obviously look this stuff up yourself. But there's been a follow-up by the actual employees of Blizzard who have read these releases because there's been a couple of releases and they're they've signed a document and a, a letter basically saying, like, this is bullshit. That response is absolutely ridiculous. This stuff is going on still, and nothing has been done. Basically, any whistleblowers that have come forward have, you know had things taken out on them rather than the the problem being dealt with and i think also there was a i I read that there was a thousand signatures like a thousand employees have signed off on this this new note yeah so so far and then online there's a lot of ex-employees who are you know saying absolutely this is all 100 percent true this is all very accurate and you know keep in mind that this is still a very fresh news story i think they just you know all the releases and stuff came out on monday mm-hmm. monday of this or sorry monday of whatever not not too long ago maybe four or five days ago right yeah and, and it's interesting too because there's a lot of like as even as we're going into you know to start recording there was a lot of stuff that was popping up like uh, tomorrow we're recording this on tuesday instead of monday as we usually would tomorrow they're actually doing an employee walkout at like the, the the staff is going on strike and there's like a list of demands that are you know better representation for female employees better protections for female employees better representation for like diversity as well because that was another thing that was pointed out too not like a lot of the the sexual predator stuff was pointed out but there's also been a very according to some of the testimonials a lot of a lack of diversity and like not so much like racism but also like transphobia things like that like like trans employees are also overlooked and and marginalized and and things like that 
also I saw that World of Warcraft, it, World of Warcraft of all the accounts seems to be the first to make a statement because that was a thing that was pointed out. I saw it pointed out over and over again on certain websites was that since the, the lawsuit was public, mm-hmm. that there were, it was radio silence across of all Activision social media accounts. No posts on Twitter, no posts on Instagram, no posts on Facebook. And this is not just like on the Activision Blizzard official Facebooks. This is on like the Call of Duty Twitter, the World of Warcraft Twitter, the StarCraft Overwatch, like every all of these these existing social just silent yeah. for this entire time. And I saw right before I started recording that World of Warcraft had made a statement and they basically said that they are actually going to go into the game and they're going to remove a lot of the content that is also sexist, transphobic, things like that in in an attempt to make that a safer space for people as well. Because I, I don't know if you if you follow anybody who plays World of Warcraft. One of my friends from uh, my webcomic days has basically stopped doing webcomics and officially become like a full time World of Warcraft LARPer. Oh, OK, well, they've given up like they're they're done. World of Warcraft, and, and they've been retweeting other things that people have been posting that are, I'm done until things get better. I'm leaving Warcraft. I'm leaving Warcraft. And I mean, obviously, you said before, Warcraft has been bleeding subscribers for a while. I'm sure this is an enormous push in the opposite direction that Blizzard wants for when it comes to subscribers as well. Like, this has got to be another mass exodus of, of users for them. Well, it has to be. And that was one of the topics I wanted to bring up with you is, you know, obviously I'm a huge Blizzard fan. And at this point in time, I've more or less scratched off, you know, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 off the, you know, buy when it when it comes out kind of list, because that's the only way, you know, that that we as as, you know, the public can make our feelings known you know like you can tweet about it all you want but that does nothing but when you start affecting the bottom line that's when you can you know actually start making a difference right yeah yeah they, i've i've heard it phrased as vote with your wallet for yeah, what you want to exactly yeah and i mean yeah even people who you know have have bought the games already like the money has been spent and, and you're still playing i mean you know i would encourage you or whoever you happen to be to stop playing the games as well because all these games feature microtransactions and by having a healthy player base means those transactions continue to, you know, continue. And by kind of making the game less popular is going to hopefully affect the bottom line in that way as well. You know, it almost feels like if you're going to continue to play Starcraft, you're supporting this behavior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, I feel like the gaming, this is kind of a bigger picture, not maybe specifically to that. I feel like the gaming world needs to grow the hell up, yeah. you know, from the players all the way to the developers, you know, obviously, you know, gaming and computers and stuff has kind of been nerd culture for a long time. And nerd culture in the past tends to be dominated by men. But, you know, we got to accept the fact that, you know, women play these games and women want to be computer programmers and developers and designers and all this type of stuff. And, you know, this childish bullshit behavior that occurs during games and in all like you know, obviously this is about Activision Blizzard, but let's not kid ourselves. This kind of sexism exists in all the developers out there. Yeah, you like know, U- Ubisoft. There's some very public accusations against Ubisoft and some staff members there. And really, they they did an audit. You know, they're like, we're going to do an audit of 
our staff and and their problems and really nothing changed there was a few higher profile firings but then there were other people who were like we've told you about these people and they just got moved from you know whatever studio they were in charge of to head office like you just moved that's right you didn't get rid the ca- of them. it's the uh, the catholic church method of dealing with problems yeah so it it's exactly like you said like it's it's not just known here this is just a very high profile revelation i suppose because i mean league of legends riot games there was a lot of accusations there as well and just a few mm-hmm. years ago and i've only seen somebody pointed out and go don't forget this place and it was insomniac games which is the the company that does ratchet and clank and the spider-man games for playstation and i've only seen one person come out and say i hated insomniac because of how it treated women and that was it like i haven't seen anything else about it and it's kind of like okay well like do you disbelieve that because it's only like it's not like 15 to 20 people standing up because again like you said like let's not kid ourselves this is probably happening everywhere whether it's being brought to the surface or not Mm -hmm. and i mean for all we know this one tweet from this one person about insomniac games is the first trickle of the dam breaking there too well, exactly. Yeah. Somebody has to be the first to speak out. I mean, we, we've seen this with society and stuff recently is, yeah, like you said, uh, one or two people come forward and that gives the next five the courage to come out. And that gives the next 10 the courage to come out and, and say something. And yeah, yeah, I just feel like gaming, especially like how many multi-billion dollar industry is it now? I think it's bigger than every media industry out there. Like, it, we we just need to be better as a whole and it's you know mike you're a good guy i would not expect you to do anything bad but i would expect you if you see something to say something you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i i think people need to actually stand up and take a little bit of responsibility to affect other people that they work with and, and deal with on a day-to-day basis and that kind of thing yeah yeah no you're not you're not wrong about that yeah. for sure but yeah, so I mean, I know we've kind of just kind of given it the the high level discussion and, and brought it up. I would encourage people to go out and, and do a little bit of reading for themselves. There's lots of great articles about this on Kotaku and Ars Technica and New York Times, and it's really everywhere now. You know, you can read all the, the releases that have been made and all the tweets with the actual lawsuit documentation and just let your mind be blown with all the stuff that's coming forward. And yeah, yeah, be better. You know, mm-hmm. Michelle Obama, be better. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm not too sure where to go from from that very heavy topic to to end the show on. But I mean, a very important topic to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Every once in a while, we got to put the laugh track away and talk about, you know, important stuff. Yeah. Well, I think on that note, I mean, because really, do we want I, I to I feel like if we follow that up with something silly or whatever then we just kind of undermined everything we just did but for that reason i think that's a this is a safe place to end this episode of part-time nerds full-time dads so you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds full-time dads.com as well as on apple podcasts google play spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, Castbox, and all your favorite podcast listening services if you want to get a hold of us let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds full-time dads or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. 
We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>